A Florida man built a guitar out of his dead uncle's skeleton. Another Florida man was arrested for showing his genitals as a civil rights protest. A Florida man ran onto the Super Bowl field promoting a porn website. And another Florida man is wanted for allegedly stealing an engagement ring from one girlfriend to propose to another girlfriend. He also has the tattoo, Only God Can Judge Me, on his left arm. These are the weird stories for Friday, and they are all from the state of Florida, because on Fridays, we only do weird news from Florida. Welcome to Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian and the only daily weird news podcast that does Florida Friday. Let's do it. Those bizarre stories you hear about all the time that seem to only happen here in Florida. I know, right? can't make this stuff up. It is just one of the many wacky news stories out of Florida. And why does the Sunshine State consistently produce such strange news? But what accounts for all this bizarre news? Is it the weather? Is it the people? Florida is full of the crazy stories. A Florida man turned his uncle's skeleton into a guitar. A Tampa musician named Prince Midnight made the ghoulish guitar to honor his uncle Philip, who to him was the biggest metal head he's ever known. A metal-loving musician in Tampa has made a guitar unlike no other. No bones about it. Prince Midnight made what he's calling his Skelecaster using the remains of a leftover Fender Telecaster and the bones of his dearly departed Uncle Philip, the man who introduced him to metal back in the 90s. Philip, the uncle, died like a rock star in a motorcycle accident in Greece in 1996. His skeleton was donated to a local college at that time. After 20 years, he ended up in a family cemetery that the family had to pay rent on. Uh, with the help of a local funeral home, Prince Midnight had Uncle Philip's bones removed from that cemetery and sent to Florida from Greece. The bones were in pieces. After a few weeks of showing them to his friends, Prince Midnight decided that since Uncle Philip was a metalhead, he'd turn him into a guitar. <laughs> I'm questioning the part where he showed the bones to his friends. That's a little creepy. Hey, guys, what are you guys doing? After dinner, you want to see the bones of my dead uncle? Died in 1996? Yeah, I'm going to turn him into a guitar. <laughs> Dude, this is weird. Why are we looking at bones of your dead uncle, man? This is weird. They should be in a cemetery. Yeah, I know, but my family had to pay rent on that cemetery. That's, yeah, we don't want to pay rent on a wooden box, dude. Instead, uncle gonna rock out. Friends familiar with making guitars from scratch warned Prince Midnight that a bone guitar wouldn't sound quite as good as one made from wood. But Prince Midnight was undeterred. He did not care. Turning Uncle Philip's remains into a guitar was a challenge. And then they give you the step-by-step -step process. Are you guys curious? How does it work? How do you turn a skeleton into a guitar? Maybe I want to turn my, my dead granny into a guitar, Jonesy. Please give us the steps. Well, first, Prince Midnight had to weld a metal bar to the spine to attach the neck to the skeleton. Then he had to make sure the neck and the bridge would be exactly parallel so the strings would freely ring. He also had to put a jack for the cord into Uncle Philip's hip bone. <laughs> the result... A rockin' skeleton guitar. I'm looking at a photo of it. It looks amazing. Absolutely. It does look really cool, actually. Um, will it play? Uh, mm, I don't know. As someone who plays guitar, I'm not an expert, but I'm looking at it, and I'm, I'm imagining it's not going to sound very good. I don't think it's going to rock out that much, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to definitely rock out more than when it was just a skeleton in a box. It says here, although Philip's skull was included in the remains, Prince Midnight said the skull was too damaged and couldn't be added to the head of the guitar. <laughs> well, thank, thank goodness. I don't think you want that. 
I mean, that's just really out of control to add the skull to the top of it. Unnecessary. It looks pretty cool the way it is. Prince Midnight is forbidden by law from selling this guitar, but he's having fun stringing along Uncle Philip wherever he goes. <laughs> he admits that this project caused some awkward moments with his mother. Yeah, I'd imagine it's her brother's skeleton turned into a guitar. You're at the kitchen table strumming her brother's skeleton right in front of her face. Of course she's uncomfortable. Here's a quote from Prince. At first, my mom said it was sacrilegious and the work of the devil. You know how moms are. <laughs> you know. But I asked her. Uncle Philip was the biggest metalhead of anybody. Where would he rather be? In the ground or shredding? My mom said, shredding. <laughs> and so that's what I'm doing. Oh, and now there's a photo of him shredding with, <laughs> with Uncle Philip's skeleton. Wow, this dude is pretty tremendous. On the one hand, he's really doing justice to, to his uncle because I'm sure... Uh, had his uncle known while he was alive that he would be turned into a guitar and be playing metal music uh, in his death, he would be quite proud of it, I'd imagine. Put to use, you know, rather than just, you know, rot in the ground. Being that he's such a metalhead, I'm sure this particular usage of his skeleton would be, would have tickled him. <laughs> I'm wondering about the other family members, though. I mean, your mom's okay with it, dude, but what about the other family? Like, what about, what's grandma saying about this, right? Is she okay with this? <laughs> The rest of the family with you, you tearing it up, stringing, strumming away on uncle's pelvis. Like this just seems like it might raise some eyebrows in the family. I don't know. I do like the idea of being useful after death, though. I mean, the, I, I, I've talked about this before on the show. Just to be put into a box to rot in the ground seems like a just seems like a waste of remains when you can put these remains to some good use. Um, <laughs> yeah, you could build a bong out of someone's skull. Yeah, you could build a guitar out of somebody's pelvis, right? I want someone to take out my spine and use it as a wiffle ball bat. Nah, that'd be, bring me great joy. And now for the sounds of the skeleton guitar. Hmm, not as rocking as I thought it would be. A Florida man shows his penis to the public as a form of civil rights protest. A Florida man was arrested yesterday for indecent exposure. He told the police he was protesting for civil rights by showing his penis to traffic. The police charged that Riley James Cushman, age 23, was spotted alongside a roadway in Palm Harbor with, quote, his pants down to his knees, holding his penis while facing traffic in a vulgar manner. Well, yeah, I mean, he's protesting. <laughs> That's how people protest, right? They hold their penis and they face the crowd in a vulgar manner. Upon spotting a sheriff's deputy at 3 in the afternoon, oh boy, this happened at 3 in the afternoon, uh, Cushman pulled up his pants and began walking away. Nothing to see here. <laughs> I'm done my protest. <laughs> I, you know, I, I did what I had to do. People know what I'm all about, okay? I can walk away. He walked away. Subsequently, he was confronted by a cop. Cushman reportedly explained that he was, quote, protesting for civil rights by showing his penis to traffic, but he has now finished and he wants to go home. <laughs> yes, I was, uh, you know, I was protesting, but now I'd like to go home. Um, I've put my penis away, as you can see. The protest is over. Yeah, everybody knows what I'm about, and now I'm heading home, okay? I'll be back tomorrow. Don't, don't you worry. I gotta, um, I live for the cause. <laughs> Cushman's display resulted in his arrest for exposure of sexual organs, which is a misdemeanor in Florida. In most other places, it's serious, but in Florida, eh, it's just a misdemeanor. It's just He just exposed his sexual organ. He didn't stick it in your ear, did he? 
Cushman was booked into the county jails being held on a bond. He pleaded not guilty. Uh, do we need to know all this? He's got some records. <laughs> of course he's got records. This guy protests with his penis in his hand. Um, it doesn't say what he was protesting, though. I'm very curious. Was he pro- protesting, I don't know, uh, the monopoly that Amazon has on goods delivery? <laughs> What's going on? What is he protesting? Is he pr- protesting that uh, the internet speeds are too slow? Kind of like that that 90-year-old man from the, the other story that I covered? <laughs> I'm going to show my penis to the world to let him know the internet speeds are too slow, okay? This is my protest. These people, I, I mean, at least he has a cause, you know what I mean? I mean, everybody every day, not everybody every day, but a lot of people every day in Florida whip out their penis and they have no cause for it. You know, they just whip it out for the... Just, just to be spontaneous, or they're trying to scare somebody, or they just can't control themselves. They're on a very powerful chemical, or they're just so horny, baby. But this guy, Cushman, he's he's protesting. Okay, he's he's all about it. Civil rights are important to him. I can't think of a better way to show everyone that you give a damn about civil rights than to expose your genitalia on the side of a highway. I mean, that just tells everybody this is what I want. All right, back to back to the basics. Back to the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. Our rights are being violated every day, being eroded by a centralized government. So, so look at my balls. <laughs> Let's make a change. <laughs> a Florida man ran onto the field during the Super Bowl and promoted a pornographic website. Did you guys watch the Super Bowl, did you? In Tampa, a lot of Florida men... In that stadium, one of them ran onto the field. Did you see it? Just for a couple seconds before they cut away to commercial. Well, this attention-seeking Florida man who rushed onto the field during the Super Bowl in a bizarre attempt to promote an X-rated website was charged with misdemeanor trespassing. Yuri Andre, age 31, was taken into custody right after his publicity stunt Sunday night at the Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. The maskless Boca Raton resident interrupted the fourth quarter by jumping the fencing in the stands and running across the field while wearing a pink leotard and very tiny shorts. His 15 seconds of fame ended after security tackled him near the end zone and escorted him out of the stadium. Yeah, he didn't even make it into the end zone. What a loser. He slid at the one yard line. I'm like, bro, just get into the end zone, bro. Like, I didn't see it, but I heard that he slid at the one-yard line. I'm like, why not just score a touchdown? You're at the Super Bowl. This is your only chance, Yuri Andre. Are you out of your mind? Just jump into the end zone. Do an end zone dance, a celebration dance. You know they're going to take you away. Um, now, if you're curious as to why they always cut away when this thing happens, it's because they don't want to show streakers on national TV because it just then encourages more behavior like that because then other people just want to be famous for a, a couple seconds, especially during the Super Bowl. So... You know, the producers of the Super Bowl are are explicitly told if someone runs on the field, you cut to commercial. And that's what they do. Andre was booked into the Hillsborough County Jail. Oh, yeah. But then he was released. Uh, <laughs> the suspect bragged to the deputies that he's uh, an, a famous international person. He even bragged on his social media. He wrote, I am the effing king now, baby, on his Instagram. His pink leotard featured the name of a pornographic website run by YouTube prankster Vitaly Zordorevsky, who is known for planting people at sporting events to promote his business. I've never heard of this guy. I can't even say the last name. Um, I don't, I've never even heard of the pornographic site either. Um, but 
hilarious when anyone streaks the field. Isn't it funny? It is. I mean, the players weren't pleased. They're never pleased, but the rest of us find it silly. Have you ever been at a live event when it's happened? I've been at one. It was a baseball game, and it was pretty damn funny to watch them tackle this person at Fenway Park and beat the crap out of him. I'm sorry, Fenway Park. A Florida man with a tattoo that reads, Only God Can Judge Me is wanted for allegedly stealing an engagement ring from his girlfriend to propose to another woman. A man with a tattoo that reads, Only God Can Judge Me on his left arm is wanted for stealing an engagement ring and a wedding band as well from his current girlfriend in order to propose to another girlfriend, deputies say. Deputies said Joseph Davis, aged 48, has used fake names, Joe Brown, Marcus Brown, on a dating app called OkCupid when he met both of these women in 2015 and 2016. Investigators say his girlfriend in Orange City discovered her boyfriend was actually engaged to another woman in Orlando. Oh boy, are those two cities close? I have no idea. It's all a mess over there. Uh, what names did he use with each one as well? I want to know. She told the deputies that when she looked up the other woman on Facebook, she realized that woman was wearing a wedding band and an engagement ring that was identical to her own from a prior marriage. She then checked her jewelry box. Ta-da! Guess what happened? <laughs> the man with four names. Guess what he did? <laughs> the man with girlfriends in Orlando and other places. Guess what he did? Yes, he took several jewelry pieces. They were missing. Deputies said the woman contacted her boyfriend's fiance and got some of her belongings back. Oh, that's nice. She cooperated. After both relationships ended due to the infidelity, deputies said both women began cooperating with each other and with detectives. Ooh, have they found this man? The Orlando fiancé told deputies Brown had fooled her, too, even taking her to the Orange City girlfriend's house while she was at work, claiming that the house was owned by him, asking her to move in with me, with him. <laughs> Let me get this straight. He took, he took one girl to another, to the other girl's place while she was at work and said, hey, this is my place, and uh, why don't you move in here soon? <laughs> like, what we? Didn't she see there was the belongings of another person there as well? Like, there's other female belongings in this house? This is just so bizarre. The kind of shit that people try and pull, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that he's got away with it for years, too. This guy, man. There are some men out there who are just so just sneaky and crafty. Like, the lengths that he had to go to to cover all of this up. I mean, it's astounding. He could use those skills for good in the world. You know, he could probably get a great job with those skills. He could put those skills to use doing other things that are more productive. The amount of cover up that you have to go to, the amount of steps that you have to think ahead and behind to even make this work. You're using you got two different women, two different places. You're using two different aliases like <laughs> this just blows me away. The effort. Uh, the woman says that after she was promised a house <laughs> that wasn't hers. She packed up her own apartment, disassembled her furniture, and as she was ready to move, the, the guy Brown told her that the deal had fallen through. Wow, of course. The fiancé also reported a laptop and jewelry were missing from her apartment after Brown moved out and just disappeared. Deputies say neither woman knew the man's real name, but, but they were able to track him down through the address one woman had been given of a niece he supposedly had in North Carolina. The police found him that way. They, they identified him. He's Joseph Davis. He's a convicted felon in Oregon and North Carolina. Yet, women just be throwing themselves at him. <laughs> it's like the Night Stalker, man. These ladies, they like the bad boy, right? <laughs> Investigators said Davis had prior arrests, including possession of fictitious IDs, filing false police reports, domestic assault, possession of cocaine with intent to sell. 
In one of his out-of-state booking records from 2014, the jail listed a tattoo that he has that says, Only God can judge me on his left arm. Identical to the tattoo that both victims described their boyfriend slash fiance as having. Only God can judge me. No, no, sir. We're all going to judge you because you're a total creep. Let's um, use this Florida man behavior as a teaching moment, shall we? And that is, ladies, please make sure you read over all the tattoos that uh, your current boyfriend has or the guy you're dating before you make a decision to, you know, live with them or get engaged. You know, only God can judge me. No, thumbs down on that. It's my life, Bon Jovi quote, no good. Beers, 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 something like that. Just run for your life, okay? Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that Florida Friday episode. It was a good one. It was a good one because you guys sent me so many nice Florida articles to choose from, especially that skeleton guitar one. I got so many of that. Um, If you guys haven't Googled it yet, please Google the skeleton guitar because you have to see this thing. It's tremendous looking. I just love it. It's so cool. Uh, What else? Oh, I got a nice email from Mary. Wanted to read it. Hi, Mary here from Bloomington, Indiana. Wanted to tell you how much I love your podcast, Jonesy. I look forward to listening to it. You always have such interesting topics. When it comes to the last story, I'm always thinking, no, 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 just one or two more, please. I love your voice and your sense of humor. You are just made for this podcast. Keep up the good work and have a great week. Mary, a follower for life. I'm so grateful, Mary. Thanks for that. Thanks for that nice email. And I'm glad that you're a follower for life. Um, I don't know if I'll be doing this podcast for life, uh, for your life or my life, but we'll, we'll be doing it for the time being. It seems to be pandemic proof and I'll keep, as long as I got a closet and a microphone, baby, I'm going to be delivering. I also got a direct message on Instagram. My Instagram's at funny Jones. It's from someone named Cassandra. And I want to read this to you. It's a very serious, uh, it says, hi, my mom and I started listening to your podcast about six months ago and we really enjoyed listening. It had been a very difficult time for us. My mom had been diagnosed with cancer and things were starting to get worse. We needed something to laugh at and you provided that. I just wanted to let you know my mom passed away on Monday. I just wondered if she could get a shout out. I would really appreciate that. She was the best. I miss her very much. Her name is Barbara George and I'm her daughter, Cassandra. Thank you very much for reading this. So I want to make sure I give a big shout out to Barbara George. Maybe, uh, maybe, may she rest in peace. And I want to thank uh, Cassandra for writing this message. It's it's very heartfelt, and uh, I'm I'm really grateful that I was able to uh, provide you and your mom with some laughs during a difficult time. Um, it's reasons like that that I continue to do Weird AF News. Uh, I've gotten messages over the years from people who have told me about the tough time um, that this podcast helped them get through, whether it's the loss of a loved one or like uh, some people have gotten through addictions, tough times, you know. Um, and, and of course, for a lot of us, the pandemic has been a very tough time. And some of you have written me, um, you know, some uh, uh, thank yous uh, that I've continued to do the podcast during this pandemic because it's, it's been helpful for some of you. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful that you, you've taken the time to reach out to me and say those things. It, it kind of keeps me going, you know. It, it kind of it makes me feel like this podcast has a... A, a bigger purpose than just delivering some, you know, ridiculous news. You know? uh, well, thank you for writing me. And uh, if you guys ever want to just drop a note to me uh, of appreciation or whatever, or a uh, critique, you can always email me or reach out to me on Instagram at funny Jones on uh, Twitter. It's at funny Jones. And on Facebook, it's comedian 
Jonesy. You can also reach me through my website now. It's uh, weirdafnews.com. Uh, as I always mention, please check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews, where you get a little bit of extra weird AF content um, for very little money. Um, but you also get that good feeling that you're supporting a five-day-a-week news, uh, you know, essentially daily news podcast. So um, if you get a lot out of it and you... Uh, you want to buy Jonesy a cup of coffee or two? Please check that out. I hope you have. You hope you guys have a great weekend, and uh, hope you enjoyed the Florida Friday stories. Be safe. We'll see you on Monday.